Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Block him. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Tell Me Everything with Lance. I'm on YouTube. If you are listening to this on Spotify, Apple, and Rami, wherever you get your podcast from, go on YouTube. I <laughs> type in Tell Me Everything dot with Lance because I'm on there. But if you're driving, don't do that, obviously. I am so excited to be on YouTube, guys. This is a new chapter for my podcast. I think I'll keep looking at the cameras because I don't know what to do with myself, but. I have Laura on the podcast, guys, and let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you about me and Laura's friendship. We go way back. We go three years ago. When we met, I think our friendship, it didn't blossom right away, and that's okay because we needed our time to marinate with each other's energies to be able to develop this beautiful friendship. She's like not saying anything. <laughs> well, slow, like, honestly, an organic friendship beats anything that you're trying to force. I agree, but I really think we, I learned a lot from you. I did too. I really did. And I think we've really grown into this beautiful friendship where we're like texting all the time. We actually have a friendship. We're mm -hmm. talking about deep stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Guys, today we're talking about purpose because mm -hmm. who knows purpose more than my friend, Laura? That's actually hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of the word purpose, I think of you. I've definitely been struggling with purpose, so okay, I have a lot to so say on it. Let's get into it. I think for starters, let's talk about your background mm. and how you ended up in Dubai. Mm. Oh, yeah. So that really ties into the purpose story. Um, I think it had a lot to do with having a goal, mm -hmm. um, having a vision for my life that I wanted. And it doesn't, I mean, I guess if there's any advice I can give, it's a goal is a goal. It doesn't matter how glamorous or how it measures up against other people's goals. Like maybe I should have wished to be something more, you know, impactful in the world or, you know, more ambitious. But in the end, just finding a path to happiness and contentment was a good enough purpose for me. And that was really, um, Dubai just seemed like the right place for me for that. So I was working in climate and stuff mm -hmm. and that, that that was a passion. And that it is kind of a purpose, purpose. Oh, yeah it did. definitely but you, the, 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 here's the trick thing <laughs> it changes that's like, so true your purpose changes and sometimes people get really tied in they get their identity tied into whatever they think their purpose is and then you know maybe get a little lost on the way mm -hmm. but when I shifted my purpose to contentment and feeling aligned with my values that helped me kind of get where I'm where I wanted to go and then when you achieve something like what happens to your purpose if it's not grand enough then you're gonna fall short or be like oh now what um so I definitely think that you know it's a long journey of many many steps and unfolding and diverging and and it's really just the point of feeling like life has something for you and anchoring yourself to that and trying to achieve it that's purpose but I think also because I remember us talking before that when you were in Paris I believe or London mm. you always were kind of searching for your purpose well I was searching for how I could make an impact mm -hmm. um you know I've I, I'm happy I'm the days of fearing the end of the world constantly and feeling I have to go to work or the world is, yes. the whole world rests on my shoulder. Yes. I mean, how narcissistic. But, uh, you know, that I'm happy that that's kind of done. And really the, the goal was I want to get to Dubai. I thought that Dubai was a great place to kind of work in philanthropy mm -hmm. because there's a lot of wealth here and a lot of strong values in the government, the way the society runs that I felt that it'd be a good place to try and convince people to make the right choice and, and, you know, invest in this and that and whatnot. And 
honestly, it, it worked out well and I got everything that I wanted. And in the end, I think the real thing that was driving me beyond my career was wanting to feel safe and secure and content so I could really develop as a person, not under stress. Having said that, having stress is important. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a lot. It's important to be challenged. It's it, a, you won't grow. Challenge, for sure. I totally agree. It, it's important to be challenged in your career, in your job, in your relationships, in your mm. partnerships. I definitely, but I think being challenged sometimes can lead to you being lost in what your purpose is. Well, you have to prioritize yourself. Like, totally. Paris, I, you know, I was there. I was an English speaker. Uh, I was there for a six-month internship. Did not invest in learning French. Did not invest in, like, anything there. Yeah. Um, and then ended up there for four and a half years. So me always having one foot out the door and, and struggling so much was extremely difficult. Like, I would cry on my way home from work every day trying to fulfill this purpose mm -hmm. of, like, save the world, get to Dubai, all this stuff, and, and, like, bring sustainability to the Middle East. Wow, I was... Delusions of grandeur at the maximum. But also believe in yourself. Like, there's yeah. no harm in dreaming big for yourself. Um, and I think that was really important. But after a certain point, you know, I learned a lot. I grew a lot from the challenges. But then I just was tired. And I wanted a different kind of approach and a different kind of um, path and mm -hmm. that's what and then finally doors opened and I, I managed to get here and I think when we've spoken about this before it's a form of manifesting in yeah, a way it bringing is. your purpose to you um, believing that you can do it making it manageable but also having that coupled with the, an abstract goal because then you're going to continue to drive like now I have this sense of contentment and, and peace, which was something that I was seeking. And now that's one I want to maintain. And so now my purpose has been shifted not to attain peace, but to maintain peace, which is interesting. Yeah. So, well, I mean, let's even talk about like weight, for instance, maintaining your weight and lifestyle is already a hard thing. How have you had to maintain your purpose? Well, that's the thing. It's kind of where people used to look at me and be like in awe of how passionate I was mm -hmm. about the environment, how passionate I was about sustainable development, um, how much self-belief I had that yeah. I had a role to play. Uh, trying to maintain that now as I'm kind of maturing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was 18 when I was like, this is going to happen. I got to do this. And then now I'm 34 and I kind of see the way the world works. I'm not as naive as I used to be, less optimistic than I used to be. I still have every hope in humanity. I just don't necessarily think that the same investments in, po in like learning about policies and writing these research papers is going to have the same level of impact as a real, you're more realistic now. Yeah. yeah you've learned realistic. to be more realistic. Yeah. And to understand that you are the impact, like you as a human being, you, how you move into the world, like you don't have to have the most philanthropically aligned mm -hmm. job to, to be a good person and have a big impact. Um, and to live a fulfilled life. So that kind of eased the pressure on me. Like I don't have to go and like chain myself to anything to go no, and 100%. make a point. Like if I feel aligned, I'm good. I'm aligned with my purpose. Well, I want to talk now but about like we all hear about like the self-discovery, self-love movement. And on this podcast, I have definitely talked about it numerous times. As I'm reaching, I reached 29, but as I'm getting older, I'm realizing is this whole self-discovery like a bullshit? Like, why do we have to be like, go on the path to self-discovery and self-love and self-worth and you'll end up at a really happy place and everything will work out. I believe that the self-discovery, self-love, self-worth is a constant movement. Because I can take, for example, my weight. I have 
been really like whatever how many kilos I wanted to be then I've gained a few kilos and I've lost a few kilos and no matter what weight I was at I still wanted more mm. so do you believe have you been are you in let's just say the self-discovery do you feel like it's a constant thing or do you think this whole movement is kind of bullshit and just doesn't really exist except within yourself I think you're absolutely right that self-discovery is a is life it is it's every it's single day like, yes. if you're awake and if you're open and receptive to life that is every single day totally but what I think people really mean when they're, I need to go find myself, mm -hmm. is just reconnecting with yourself because we get so distracted. Absolutely. So distracted by life, by stress. You know, sometimes you just want to switch off and that's so fine. But then maybe you also need to make a concerted effort to switch back on and yep. really reconnect with who you are and feel like awakened. We've all taken a break from our routine. Routines are healthy, but like we've routines all- Routines are healthy, yeah. yes. We've all taken a break from our routine and come back being like, I know who I am again. Absolutely. You know, like you meet people on holiday and you are talking to them about new subjects that you don't normally talk about. And you're like, oh, that's how I think about that. How interesting. And it's true. Like we're not always um, challenged or activated on every single facet of ourselves every single day of our lives. You know, you do have to go off the beaten path a little bit to kind of just see where you're at in certain areas. Like, do I feel secure with my own personal time? Like, can I be alone? See, because um, you've been on a solo trip. Yes. Twice. More, I don't Mold, know oh, oh more. Okay, yeah. I think what I've known you, it's only been yeah, twice. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, okay. What, what I, I wanted to go on a solo trip actually to Bali. Ended up my best friend, just like ex best friend actually, ended up joining it. So it wasn't solo, but I did some solo things like by myself. I did like I went to a healer, you know the eat pray love healer, yeah. like one of those. Oh, like I, yeah, yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> I went to like one of those. I did like the healing of the body. I was like going through heartbreak, so like he like so. And I really appreciated it. But I will say the times I spent alone, alone, I struggled. Because mm. you're in a new country, right? You're, in, you're put into kind of an uncomfortable place. Mm. Not that Bali was uncomfortable, but yeah, you're not in your normal surroundings. How have you, because now you've been on a lot. Mm. How have you adjusted or what have you learned, I guess, from your solo trips? Well, I think like I'm kind of a firm believer that growth comes through suffering. Okay, I think I agree with that. Yeah, not totally to say that agree. we should be in a constant state of suffering. Absolutely not. Because life is to be enjoyed. Of course. But, you know, to be able to do that very openly and really sit in your discomfort and especially to be the, in such a privileged position to choose that discomfort, like, what do you mean? There are things that will happen that are completely out of our control in life and we will... 100%. And you're just going to have to face them. Doing something like a solo trip is totally taking something challenging in your own hands and giving that to yourself as a gift and knowing that you could just jump on a flight the next day and go back home and, and go say, back oh, home. that didn't yeah. work for me. Yeah. But why not try? If you're worried about being in your own company, perhaps that's something you should try and face. If you think like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to be alone all the time. No one's going to like me. I'm not going to make any friends. Why don't you go try and make friends? Don't like it? Hop on a plane back, you know, Leave. invite yeah. a friend to come and join yeah. you, whatever it may be. Um, so when I found that I did this, I think it was me kind of overcoming my people pleasing. Mm. And I was like, so I just, I was always a bit like uncomfortable going on holidays with friends because like, what if I want to do this? And what if I, and then I'm always triggered because they want to do that. And I want to do this. And I want to feel free. So the best solution for me was just go on my own. Don't have to wait for anybody. Don't have to organize. So that's anybody. actually how you, cause usually people are like, I'm going to go like 
find my purpose oh, no. or like you were just like I actually just want to go to this country and do whatever the hell I want yeah exactly. okay, I love yeah, that I, I love like, that I just don't want I want to wake up in the morning and I can leave in two minutes or I can leave in 30 or I can literally stay home the, stay entire, home the entire day, day yeah and it's completely up to me and it was I found that really liberating so my first one was like 10 days on an island holy shit uh, just girl. like the, the, nothing too special that's like just wild Formentera though. it's Ibiza come wow. on yeah 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 insane. okay fine fine but like, actually, yeah. but there was nothing to do I, I spent my birthday there just love by it. myself love and, it and uh, it was quiet um, I had a couple of deep moments of reflection met one or two really sweet people that made the trip really special um, for the moments that we shared and realized from that like I can be alone and oh there were some scary moments like quad biking and then it breaking down and just being like oh maybe traveling alone by yourself as a girl and being stranded here is not oh my god that's so scary alhamdulillah shikar like things work out and you got to believe you're protected as well and just be smart I had the number of the guys who will come pick me up and everything worked out so I would encourage anybody who's a little afraid of it or excited about it sometimes the line is very thin between fear and excitement yep um to just give it a go the worst thing that can happen is you leave you leave you you leave i i completely agree with that i think when you're in relation because you're in a relationship too and we're both in serious relationships so sometimes like i don't know if my husband for example would be comfortable with me going on a solo trip do you think it's a i don't know actually i've never discussed it with him so it's not fair to say but do you think when you're in relationships you have to be more cautious of that like solo trip self-discovery thing unfortunately yes <laughs> right you have a partner your partner you know? yeah um so like and that was something that was a big adjustment like i used to hate asking for permission that, from my parents like that was the worst yeah, from the, but, but it's it, not permission it's not permission and that's yes. what you have to tell yourself exactly it's about considering your partner yes. um your absence does affect them uh, and in the end it's a gesture like if your partner loves you if you are an independent person if you've positioned yourself that way already it shouldn't be that hard you mm. just have to do it with consideration not like I'm gonna do this no matter what you know like that's not healthy so I would just say like I'm interested in doing this personally I'd like to you know maybe spend some time with myself yeah. alone da, da, da. would you feel comfortable with that um if I'm going to go party and rave <laughs> you know, maybe I might need to like readjust my itinerary but yeah I think it's an, a, a discussion I think you know maybe some partners wouldn't be comfortable and that doesn't make them a bad person it just means you might comfort have to, level as well just to find a middle ground maybe you guys go together and you spend yeah. two days away yeah. and do your own thing and come back and meet like there's so many options and if a person loves you they want you to be happy and you'll figure it out I agree in relationships I I mean we've both seen people where they are quite dependent on the person do you think in order to like find your purpose or like feel connected feel challenged or let's say find your purpose you need to distance yourself in relationships to actually find that hmm I don't know I think that people are an integral uh, support system sometimes when you are trying to figure out or invest yourself in your purpose. Mm -hmm. But other times you need to buckle down and concentrate. So it's really a balance of both. I don't think those who, um, I just think it would be very challenging. Think of the life of an athlete. Okay. Of an Olympic athlete. Their purpose is to get the Olympic gold. Totally. Okay. Most of them will have zero social life. True. Will have an extremely They're sacrificing. Su- huge sacrifice for a very, very long time. But they will achieve maybe their purpose or their goal faster. Um, I'm more of the slow and steady. Like, I'd rather enjoy the journey of it. I'm not trying to necessarily achieve it. Both, both are okay. I just don't think that 
either one is sustainable on its own. If you're kind of doing the slow and steady, you still need to focus sometimes. You can't be going out with your friends all the time. Da, 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 da. Like you do need to dedicate yourself, but maybe not give up your entire life. Dare I say balance? Like, um, no, t- true. There is a balance. I think when you're in relationships, sometimes like you go, you're, you go through this, like, okay, like maybe I want to like switch careers or maybe I want to find a hobby or whatever it is. And you do have a partner, like we discussed to consider mm. when you make decisions like solo trips and all these things. I don't necessarily think that you have to break up with someone to go and find your purpose. I, I think if you're with the right person who wants you to do well and wants you to succeed and wants you to find that purpose or whatever you're missing, they'll do everything to support you. But then there's the other argument, right? Where when you're alone and you're focused on something, maybe you're more able to find that purpose. I mean, I guess your purpose has to be dependent on you. It's yours. It's your Correct. individual. It is you yours. can have a joint purpose with a partner, but in the end, you still have your own accountability for your role to play. Mm-hmm. And I think having a partner to support you is amazing. You have a cheerleader, but then it doesn't take away from the fact that you have to do your own work and you have to make progress in your own yeah. right. Yeah. And so do they. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, let's talk about confidence. Ooh. <laughs> what about it? What has been your story with confidence? I don't know. It's like, I think it's like a constant struggle for me. Like apparently I come off as a very confident you person. You do. I was just going to say. I've been told so much. I'm like, that's insane. Not that I think I have like crippling insecurity mm-hmm. as my internal dialogue as much as I did when I was younger, but definitely don't kind of align myself with confidence. The um, first time I met you, I was like, that is a confident girl. It, it actually comes Like that out is a confident time. woman. And I want to believe that. And I think that's the energy also you give out. It might be. And it might just be the fact that you know, that comment has been coming in way more as I've started to enjoy the art of boundaries, you know? That is so interesting. Mm, mm. So I as, think people feel that. So more boundaries you set, the more confident you yeah. feel or The appear. more comfortable you are with setting mm-hmm. boundaries, the more I think you exude a, a confident energy. Um, I don't even have to be like setting a boundary when I meet someone. It's just people know I'm capable. So they adjust energetically with you because you're not one to be kind of messed with in that way. Yeah. Um, and I think all of us, especially women, because, you know, we are nurturers. Yeah. So by virtue of that, we want to give, 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 and then can also be taken advantage of it. Also can start giving from an empty cup, which just has its own like negative feedback loop. So learning to master our nurturing nature are like people pleasing, but in the best light. By, by caveating it with boundaries, I think is what makes a confident woman. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, with confidence, I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I think everyone has their own confidence journey. Mm. I've been told twice, I've been told, I don't look, I'm, I appear super confident because my outgoing public personality, but I've also seen the other side where, no, you're not too confident, you seem insecure, and it's probably like your know, body image issues and stuff like that. I think when you are more confident, your purpose appears more in your life. Mm. that's where I have seen the interlinked when I have been I mean the podcast is my purpose I know my my voice is why I'm one of the reasons why I'm on the earth and I am on this earth and I see that my confidence last year I took a three-month break I was traveling to Saudi the wedding planning whatever but my confidence in the ability to do the show decreased yeah and so like I felt like my purpose decreased a little bit but then this year came and I was like no like I can do this like I, I have, I have, thank you, the followers and I have the listeners and I'm so grateful for this. Why stop? 
continue to do the purpose if it fails it fails but this is what i feel like i am meant to do on this earth is like use my voice but i think that comes <laughs> i'm so proud of you girl what you're saying is like speaking directly really? to my freaking heart because that's my journey too okay but i haven't figured out the confidence in that area okay you know my personal life i think i've i'm, I'm pretty happy yeah. with the way that goes but when it comes to putting myself out there in the world oh it's crumble. scary I girl it's scary yeah. i got i remember when i went on tiktok for the first time during covid i'm almost on tiktok but when i went on tiktok for the first time and i was I'm, i've danced for 10 years so i pick up dances quite quickly and i was doing all the dances whatever the meanest comments were on my tiktok you suck you're fat like just you're disgusting why are you in short shorts yeah and it really it really destroyed my confidence obviously naturally and then I think about like Charlie D'Amelio and all these young girls who probably get fat I mean it was like four thousands of comments like that and I'm like how do they still have the confidence to get up the next morning and get on TikTok and dance don't read the comments people (laughs) that's what I think it is it has to be some of that as well but also I think it's like I mean, I don't know what their purpose is, but I can assume that their purpose is like, I enjoy this. I like this. I'm going to make a living out of this. But that's the thing. Do what you enjoy. Yeah. And then like, don't think about the haters. And that's what stops me from doing any creative. Putting yourself out there. Creative endeavor. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't even actually care what people think. It's literally, it comes to a point where it's about you and how much you judge yourself. Yep. Not how much society is going to judge you or the world's going to judge you. You're, you're your biggest um, barrier and, and boundary to mm-hmm. like exploring yourself in this way. This is the self-discovery part of totally. Purpose. You have to try. You have to just try things. But sometimes, you know, you get that piece of paper. You Maybe you want to write a poem or something. And it's as if the, an entire crowd is watching you. And you can't write the first word. Do you think it's the Dubai thing? I mean, it's been going on my whole life, so no. (laughs) But I do feel like in Dubai, there is a more judgment. There's a bit more judgment to what you do on social media, creatively, podcast. I mean, I don't know if anyone judges me for this, but I'm just saying, like, I do feel the energy is more judgmental here than me. But I could be, I mean, I've been living here now back for six years. So this is just what I've seen from coming from the US and then coming back to coming back to Dubai. We do have a bit of a judgmental society, maybe more in the Middle East. Let's even talk like the Middle East. Let's go with, let's move away from like the judgment note. But what I would say for sure is it's a much more homogenous society. Okay, kind yeah. of based on conformity. So trying to do something different and stand out can be like, whoa. And Whoa. you, you, it may not be judgment that you're getting, but it's kind of like weariness. Like, mm. why is I love you going close to the mic? Yeah, because I'm weary. Um, like, why is this person doing this? Yes. Why are they disrupting the norm? Because the norm here gives us a lot of comfort. One hundred percent. One hundred. I think the Middle East in general, there yeah. is a lot level of comfort. Yeah, because there's you can kind of know what to expect yeah. here, and that's the beauty of living here. But uh, yeah, that can be stifling for creativity and make you feel a bit shy, or that you might be judged. You may very well be judged, but that in the end doesn't matter. That's the you least have to important release. part of the equation. You have to release all yeah. of that energy. You talked about boundaries, mm. something that I struggle with. Mm. And I, <laughs> mm. you're like, no fucking way. No, no, she's, all, she's good. She's good. No, I, I, I mean, I do. I, I'm very upfront about in this podcast and to my friend, like you guys, you know, you guys know, but you know, I struggle with boundaries. I think with friends, with work, with relationships, with everything in my life and I want to know how your perspective, because you said that you're on the journey of boundaries right now. Mm. How have you kind of been on that journey? And what were you before? Were you, you said you're a people pleaser. So I'm assuming that has something to do with it. Mm. How were you able to create those boundaries? And who was it with? Was it with friends, your relationship, family, work? Mm. I think it really comes down to honesty 
Okay. And everybody on the whole planet, I believe, <laughs> underestimates how much people value honesty. So literally just saying how you feel, like really truly, you think it's going to have a negative effect on the other person or perhaps your relationship or you. But every time I've done it where I'm like, I say this uncomfortable truth that's mine and it's true for me now, the other person like gets an opportunity to like shift their own perspective and Mm. open a door to communicate with me in a different way. And I'm like, oh, that was an unexpected side effect of being honest. So then I started to like, lean into this uncomfortable honesty because in the end, if your intention's not bad, if, what, yeah. you're, if you're literally doing or drawing a boundary or being honest about something because you believe it's in your best intention and you're not trying to hurt anybody else, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't say it. It's just we fear the consequences. But I, I've, every time I've done it, there haven't been consequences. If I've maybe said something honestly and it didn't come out the way I wanted, I still have a chance to correct that and and tell someone, no, actually, this is more what I mean. Or now that I say it out loud, I'm going to, I'd like to add this or that, and maybe it's more this than that. And just giving ourselves the opportunity to try and and edit ourselves as we try and figure out how we want to move in the world and align with the purpose of who we want to be, for example. Mm, I like how that came full circle. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Thanks, girl. Um, So yeah, first with the honesty, um, I think it kind of started in relationships a lot. Okay. You know, how many times have people been like, oh, but I'm too, I feel bad. Like, I don't want to tell him, I don't want to see him again or, you know, this or that. And then just being like, really awkwardly, like, I don't think this is working out. And sometimes I'm sure I've hurt their feelings, but in the end, they've been appreciative of of the truth. And then later you find a way to not have that, your fear cloud what you're saying. And then it comes out super clear and from the heart. And no one in my experience, has yet responded badly to that. Doesn't mean we're going to be friends or anything. Yeah. It just means that they respect it. And I'm like, oh, boundaries actually create an air of respect around me and the way I'm I'm communicating with others and also how much I value the other person because I'm not lying to them, not sugarcoating, not confusing totally. them. But they, people know when you're not being completely forthright. So the more you have opportunities to say like an uncomfortable truth or draw a boundary, like didn't you just ask me earlier? You're like, I was just going to bring that up right now. I was just, I invited Laura on Friday night to come over and watch Vanderpump rules and obviously like have a girl's night. She's like, "Mm, I don't know. I'll see that night. I'm like, perfect. I was like, great. I was like, fantastic. Like, let let me know. And I actually really appreciated that because I find myself saying yes to a lot of plans I don't want to go to. And then, Laura, the issue is like up front, like I'm such a yes woman. I'm like, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But whatever it is, I'm such a yes woman. And then day of night, oh, shit happens, right? You get tired. You want to hang out with your your boo. You want to just chill. Whatever it is. You want to watch reality trash TV, which is what I like to do. And then I'm like, I say no. And then I feel guilty about it, mm. but I'm like, no, but that's my truth. I, I, even if I were to go out right now, I would not be myself. I would be literally Saturday night. He had, um, I was at a company retreat, two days, workshops, seminars, conference, drinking all night, the 9am conferences. I got back Saturday and you know me not going girl. I had my limit. Mm. I was like, I cannot, I cannot interact with anyone right now. <laughs> like I just, I can't like talk to, I can't small talk. I love his friends, but like right now is not like, I can't, I'm too exhausted. And I was actually, this is like one of the first times I think that I've been up front and be like, babe, I love you. I'm sorry. You're probably going to be disappointed, but I can't go out tonight. I need to be on that couch in my PJs watching TV and ordering sushi. Like that is my night tonight. He was like, totally fine. But, and then that's a boundary that you set. 
like that you need to do stuff kind of for you to refuel yourself and all feeling like you have the right to tell people what you need exactly and like there's a balance between like I think one of the biggest parts of drug boundaries in Paris I was like going through like quite a depression mm. trying to grow at the in the conditions I was in and I had these friends who were always inviting me out and I'd say yes and I'd cancel and da, da, da. and eventually like I sat them down I'm like guys I'm struggling right now emotionally I find it really hard to leave the house half the time I don't like want to disappoint you and I don't want to jeopardize our friendship by being a flake but this is just where I'm at and you know what ended up happening what they would invite me and no I wasn't gonna come wow I love that and that is like, so considerate and they would though. say like this one's with tickets so you can't decide last minute like I know? love that and I just felt like so seen and yeah. supported that I was able to go out more and it's like every person will be different but you have a right you know and but also like if you you also have to be kind of have integrity and when you commit to something you should commit I, I as well think, yes. so it's balancing those it's two. a balance because you like you said like being a flake all the time like I'm I you can't do that as well no, it's disrespectful it's disrespectful mm. to completely to do that all the time what about boundaries in your relationship mm. because I think it is I mean not it's like a constant struggle but it is kind of like you're always figuring out whether you're married you're engaged you're in a relationship you're always kind of figuring out your boundaries with your partner Especially if you live together, but mm. you know, cause how have you kind of figured out your boundaries in your relationships in the past and now in the present? Well, I mean, in the past I would just be very defensive. Like anyone gets, Interesting. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even communicate with the boundaries. All you'd get is like this pushback. You like know? defensive. Yeah, just, just defensive. defensive. Just anything that just pushes the yeah. person away from making me deal with this or having to find a different approach. It's just the only approach was push away, push away, or get angry, or like scare them, or whatever it may be. Um, but then I realized like when you're with a, the right person or a person who really aligns with you, you love and respect them. It's just a conversation. Like it's not, it's like, oh, you know, it makes me really happy when this, so like maybe you could do it more often or no, I really don't like that. So I'm going to do this. And if you want to do that to support me in, in, in fulfilling, like in keeping the dishwasher this way, then <laughs> I would really appreciate it. But you can like also put on things for the other person. You can like, my boundary is I need a clean dishwasher. So I'll figure it out. Like, of course no, you have to have it's a bit of that, but like, yeah, when, when you're, you'll never I doubt anyone like in their first like serious relationship is going to be able to figure that out off the bat but it's worth just finding way finding your voice finding your loving compassionate voice that's void of all the trauma of like when we were younger and we didn't get what we want or we were forced to do something we didn't want to do like you have to get through all of that and reteach yourself to find the true compassion voice it doesn't feel threatened when when they're told to do something or Mm -hmm. asked to do something you're just like you just consider it and you give your response and that's in a relationship. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, I, my partner asks me, oh, do you want to go to this party? Um, I really want you there. You can't decide last minute. And I'll be like, hmm, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm going to need time to think about it. Can you give me another day? you know, before I, and it's, you know, it just becomes a communication. That's not communication. Just like, no, I don't want to go because I might change my mind. Yeah. Or, you know, and if he really wants me there, then maybe I should like, you know, take, take one for the team totally. and, go and make him happy and, yeah. and go with a positive attitude because I've committed like, and that's kind of the boundary I set for myself. If I've committed to something, I'm not going to go with a bad attitude. I can like Absolutely. anticipate it in any negative light I want. As soon as I step out that door, I'm giving my, putting my best. You're putting forward. your best foot forward. Yeah. What about friendships? Cause I think friendships actually could be trickier. Ooh. Friendships could yes. be trickier or trickier than relationships sometimes. Cause relationship, I think you're with the person so much. You kind of get the behaviors. You're able to do the communication. Like you'll understand it quite early on of how you communicate with each other. And 
how you're heard and how you're seen. Mm. Love language is the whole thing. Friends is a bit different. Well, because you're not really merging with a friend. You're not. You know, you're merging with a partner. Exactly. You're collaborating to Absolutely. create like one thing kind of. Thing. Absolutely. Um, but with a friend, like they're an individual and you're an individual and you're trying to kind of figure out how that works together. Like, yeah, I think it's hard. Um, I don't ever want to be at a point where I'm like, I'm profusely bitching about my friend, you know? And that's when I think the boundaries aren't clear or, you know, mm. oh, like, oh, she did this, she did that, she did that, you know, like, you don't want to be in that situation. So that means you probably need to have a conversation with the person. Like, okay, when you're with me and you do this, it makes me feel like this. Like having that kind of, um, it's it can be most uncomfortable with a woman. Actually, absolutely. You're absolutely I think right. it's more uncomfortable. It is actually, I'm, I'm tell- just having like trauma flashbacks. I know because right it's now. so much more uncomfortable with it a friend is. than it is with a partner. It, is. it really is, and it's it's tougher. Like I find my struggle is is that like I'm such a you know me I'm such a connector in terms of like I'm WhatsApping people all the time. I'm quite quick on my phone. First, of all, I work in social media, so like I, I'm on my phone literally 24 seven. I have like three phones, so I'm so like quick to answer, and I'm I'm able to update people through my phone, through WhatsApp calls, through the whole thing. But when it comes to like meeting now, I've had to balance because I live now with Khaled. So I've had to balance living with Khaled, making my plans with friends, but also making sure I'm spending time with him on the weekend too. And being present. And being present. Exactly. So I think friends can take a little offense to that. Sure. But like honestly, when it comes to girlfriends, I feel like you've got to be willing to lose them. That that Whoa, was that was yeah, mine. Like for me, yeah. it causes way too much stress. If you can't get with the program, sorry. Like we can have a conversation about it. If I'm valuable enough for you to to make some adjustments in the same way that I'm willing to, then we're gonna be happy. If it's not the time for you and like what I want or what I need or what's going on with me, it doesn't work for you. Then you can bounce. Like, but that's exactly what happened to my ex best friend. Like a couple years ago, I don't think I've ever talked about on this podcast, but. The reason why the friendship break up, but your breakups why they're fucking tough. Awful. They're awful. I think they're actually worse than breakup breakups sometimes because they're just, they're awful because there's so much history and all that stuff. One of the reasons why it ended was because she felt, it was during COVID too. So, you know, like weird times of where can we go? I mean, you, you got here during COVID. Like, I mean, we met you during COVID, but like you saw it. She was very offended that like, for example, I was with like, Targ and Nemzi and all the guys we went to Oberoi mm. and it was like our core group as you know and we I didn't invite her and she lost it and that was like her breaking point of like you don't include me and stuff and I kind of had this epiphany and I was like I don't think I ever created a boundary with her that I can spend time with my other friends but I always invited her like it was never like oh my God, don't hang out with us. I always invite her, but sometimes you want to like hang out with like just us, like the core group and stuff. And I think that's completely fine. I, I don't think I ever do that boundary. Mm. So there was an expectation. And I think sometimes when friends expect you to be kind of like in a relationship, like obviously not with the intimate stuff, to like be in a relationship in terms of like, you owe me explanations, you owe me invites, you owe me inclusivity. That's where things can get rocky and that's not the friend for you. I mean, it works on both sides. It, it does. Be, I would be, if it were, you were in a similar position, I'd tell you not to expect. Honestly, yes. my biggest heartbreak, now that you tell me, it was actually a girl. Like, I was just like, why won't you love me the way I love you? And then I, I never screamed at her about it or fought with her about it. I just had to accept it and just love her from afar now, you know? Yeah. And just, you know, like, it's not always going to work out. And in the end, just macro level, 
we're here to appreciate each other as beings. We don't Absolute. owe each other anything. Exactly. If things this aren't the meshing, if yeah. things aren't meshing, it's fine. You had that person in your life. Like not every guy you date has to be the one you end up with, but each person that plays a role in your life is there for a reason. And we need to appreciate them without squeezing them for more because we're at a deficit emotionally or socially or whatever it may be. And I also got that comes around to purpose. Like, does it? It does <laughs> because the support system you have around you and the people you surround yourself with, I believe will get you closer to finding your purpose. Or if you're in your purpose and you know what that is, being embracing it, having that support system around you. I mean, everyone around me, all my friends, alhamdulillah, have always supported my podcast, shared on their stories, told their friends, subscribed, left reviews. And that that's great because that's like, oh my God, I have, I have a support system that mm. supports my purpose. And I think... That's why it all circles kind of back. Well, at different stages of life, you're going to need different things from different people. Absolutely. Too. So that if you don't accept, if like you are like, oh, you're my childhood best friend, we're going to be best friends forever. But maybe life takes you in a different direction. Exactly. Maybe it's okay. Like for a and year. And you might meet up again. I mean, you might come back into each other's lives, fall exactly. into each other's lives. So just be more fluid. And it's not even a boundary. It's an acceptance of the way life works. And, you know, and for a person to just kind of not take it personally, that's more about like not taking mm. things personally than it is anything else. And I, I've been seeing a lot of posts online even lately. I don't know what my algorithm's trying to tell me, but it's really about, you know, the ghosting of friends and how traumatic that it's can be. It's a real be. thing. We all need coping mechanisms yeah. for that because it isn't personal. Because people do have their own drive and motives and agendas, not necessarily nefarious in any way, but like it just might not fit with yours right now in life. And that's totally fine. And you can just send them well wishes well wishes and, and and hope that you guys come back together again if it's for a day if it's for their wedding if it's like 10 years from now you guys will be reminiscing you met that person they're part of your path or your journey your history and it's a wonderful thing but so boundaries there i think are more for yourself not to take it personally i 100 yeah. percent agree rather with than you. to push a boundary like yes sorry you're not coming like it's actually her on the receiving and you have every right as a sovereign person to just be like, you know, maybe we could be more clear. Maybe we could say, this is what I want today. No guarantees. The other person's going to take it very well. Absolutely. Though. But like, yeah. you know, that's one way you can approach it with friends. Um, I this is my last question. It's mm. about manifestation affirmations. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Because I know you're, you're, <laughs> you're like, bring the I'm mic ready closer. for this. You're, I believe in affirmations manifestation. I, the days I don't write in my affirmations book, I feel it. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I just, I feel it. Like, I'm like, oh, I didn't say something nice to myself today. Because then when you go out through your day, shit happens. Mm. This call happens. This happens. Friends, I don't know. Whatever happens. You know, just the chaos of life. Do you do affirmations? I don't know if that's the right word to say. So, it, like, the Dubai dream was my biggest manifestation project. It took me, like, eight years. Why? Did you do a vision board? Yes. Wow, vision love board, that. But, like... It wasn't the fact that I had a vision board or all this stuff. It was how much I freaking believed in it. Like I it would was gonna light happen. up. Yeah, it was going to happen. It's happening now. It's as if like I'm holding the plane ticket and my apartment's waiting for me. And that was like before the whole journey even started. Wild. And that excitement was, I think, what really led to this really exciting and wonderful path that took me to where I wanted better than I could have ever imagined wow. getting there. Because I would have much preferred an easy path, but it was a difficult one. But that means I got to grow and live and, and become bigger as a human being. Um, when, and then when it comes to like affirmations and things, 
I'm still now trying to figure out how I want to align myself for my next big affirmation mm-hmm. push. But what I have started doing, and I, I think there's some controversy around this and I don't know why people say it can be kind of narcissistic or toxic or whatever to like write affirmations or gratitude journal and stuff. And like, I kind of disagree. I know that like uh, there was a study of maybe like 300 people or something. Don't quote me. But, uh, <laughs> We're going to find that statistic <laughs> now, the case study. Yeah, they studied their dopamine levels um, on day one of the experiment. And then they asked each person to write three things a day that they're grateful for okay um and they all did okay for the entire month and a hundred percent of all the participants it had higher dopamine levels at the end of the experiment that is wild see like it works it's, it's actually, a thing it's, a, it's so it's really basic yeah and it's just like how does that work so i started doing it okay uh, given like we all have to be kind to ourselves we can't always be on top of everything but i did it for like a, a month uh, just every day being, consistent. every day consistently and there were really cute things like uh i got i started to feel like kind of underwhelmed like i'm grateful for my food i'm grateful for the gym i'm grateful for my pillow it feels really soft right now it doesn't matter just the act of gratitude and while i didn't necessarily peg it to a manifestation what i really found was i started to see the world as a kinder place so true girl it was what like it's wild every interaction with a person yeah. felt like i was not it wasn't transactional it was connecting and i was like the only thing that has changed is the gratitude journal. Yeah. That's somehow having this effect on me. I love that. And I, I need to get back on that. By the way, you remind me, I've been off of it for a couple of days. And I can feel it. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel it too. I feel, you can feel it when you're not on your, it, it, it does make it, it does make a difference. Yeah. Laura, thank you so much oh, for coming on the forever, podcast. Though. I know. Thank you so, so much I for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me on your first video podcast. Woo, guys, like and subscribe. Like, like and subscribe. Follow, follow. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.